In this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, I will dispel some of the false notions about marriage and divorce rates, and I'm going to share some tips from some of the other show hosts of this network to make your marriage great. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Moms Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Well, hi and welcome to this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. My name is Felice Gerwitz. You know, most of us have heard that 50% of all marriages end in divorce. This sad statistic is one I've read over and over again, and hey, I thought it was true, and that it really didn't matter if you were Jewish, Christian, or really had no faith. The stats were the same. However, in this episode, we're finally going to explore that myth and this statistic that I've been I've been one to share, I have to admit, with others. But we're also going to explore and share the good news about marriage and some helpful advice from our show host. So this episode is brought to you by Media Angels, the publication company that brings you this podcast as well as the others on this network. And today's featured product is Homeschooling with Proverbs, which is a nine-month Bible study with audio and notebook and printables, which is turnkey. All you do is listen, follow the instructions, and you're ready to go. There's really nothing to prepare. And that allows the entire family to study the book of Proverbs at your own pace. And best of all, you'll all be on the same page. So I hope you'll check that out at homeschoolingwithproverbs.com. Well, today, not only will I share tips from my marriage of 35 years, but also some from the show hosts of this podcast. And those that you're going to hear from are Carol Topp with Micro Business for Teens, Hal and Melanie Young with Making Biblical Family Life Practical, Meredith Curtis of Finish Well Radio Show, and Kendra and Andy Fletcher of Homeschooling IRL. Well, as we begin this topic of marriage, I want to share with you the scriptures that I know you've heard, um, probably at a wedding or the one that you've read yourself, that God is the author of marriage. And often this verse is read during Christian marriages and ceremonies. And I'm going to be sharing with you some other scriptures that I found that really help um, with marriages. So be sure to catch the show notes of the podcast, Vintage Homeschool Moms, and look for this audio on marriage. Well, the scripture I want to share with you is Genesis 2:24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, different translations um, might sound a little bit different, and I always add the word two, <laughs> and it really reads, and they shall become one flesh. And it's just instinctive because I've quoted that scripture so much. So be sure to Grab a, a copy of your Bible and look at Genesis 2.24. Uh, 
Well, like many of you, I read the verse many times, but the first years of my marriage were like boot camp. If you've made it through those years, I thought, then anything, you know, will be possible. And I used some of those Bible verses and I prayed them over my marriage. And really the foundation and rock of our marriage is God. And so I was really blessed to be equally yoked uh, to a man that I feel like the Lord hand-selected. And while we're opposites, um, there are so many great things um, that we have been able to learn from each other. You know, some of these um, tips that we're going to be sharing with you today about your marriage will help you grow and strengthen through the years. And I can honestly say that I love my husband more now than I did when I married him. The old adage, love is blind, sure does hold true for many of us. And I know that um, I was so young at the time um, that my husband and I met compared to where I am now that we were both ready to get married. But um, it was, you know, just being very young in my early 20s. And although we um, both had graduated from college, um, we both attended the same college, but we didn't date. I knew um, Jeff in college, but um, I never went out with him. I knew other girls who had, but I wasn't one of them. And um, we were both, you know, um, established. We had jobs. I was teaching, and uh, Jeff also was teaching um, PE to deaf kids and some special needs kids. And so um, he was part of a group that was a pilot program at the time that took a bus around to different schools and they um, taught the kids through physical education and Jeff was a PE major. So we were both, you know, had full-time jobs, had graduated from college and really were at an age where we were ready to get married. Um, I was a special needs classroom teacher at the time and I was in a school that had some amazing uh, tools and curriculums available at my disposal. And yet, while I was really happy to finally be teaching um, and doing what I loved, and that is working with kids, you know, Jeff was also um, doing what he loved. And he was a couple years older than I am, and he is a couple years older. And uh, he was very charming. Uh, he's handsome. And best of all, he has a kind heart and a strong faith. And you know, he always sees the best in a situation. And this one trait has seen us through some very hard times that I'll share with you a bit later, like diagnoses of, um, you know, medical issues in our family and life-threatening situations and financial crisis and miscarriages and deaths in the family, you know, all things that people go through in life. And, you know, when people tell you that there will be ups and downs in marriage, you know, what does that mean to you? I mean, when somebody says to a young couple, and if you're a young couple listening to this, you know, you're going to be going through some hard times. Nobody really sits there and says, well, let's see, let's go through some scenarios and let's get ourselves prepared. Because truthfully, when a crisis hits, there's just no way you can be prepared. Somehow you cope. And if you are strong, you know, you get through it or you fall apart and then later regroup and cope. And I have to say I've done both. But really, strong Christian marriages are built on God, not a faith in a church or um, in a person. And although I'm a practicing Catholic, I know without Jesus as the center, all else would fail. And I am very, very blessed that I have a husband 
who feels the same way I do. Well, Jesus has been steadfast and has kept our marriage together, making it stronger through the years. And statistics try to tell us that Christian marriages fail at the same rate as non-Christian marriages or non-practicing Christians. But that isn't true. We've all heard the statistics that I told you about earlier, that 50% of people get divorced no matter what church affiliation, and most are unhappy. But an eight-year study was conducted by Shanti Feldhahn, and it showed this to be false. And in her book, The Good News About Marriage, according to um, the 2009 Census Bureau, which she quotes in that, 72% of people are still married to their first spouse, and of the 28% who aren't, That also includes people who were married for years until their spouse died. So do you hear that? 72% in 2009 when the Census Bureau did their census, 72% of people were still married to their first spouse. And that is amazing. So the question is, how did this statistic of a 50% divorce rate get around? Well, the Barna Group data was cited, and Barna's questioning of couples did not include church attendance or a study of their beliefs. In other words, were they nominal Catholics, nominal Protestants, or Jews, or were they practicing? And so Feldhahn went back and partnered with Barna, and she um, asked if they would rerun the numbers and asking the person this question. Did you attend church last week? So that's all they asked. That was the only thing different. Did you attend church last week? And they found out that the percentage dropped from 50% down to 27% compared to those who weren't attending church. Now, most studies showed Christian attendance drop rates, uh, drop divorce rates even more than that. And isn't it great news? So let's dig in. There are several lessons I learned during my married life, but really and truly, our marriage was built on a foundation of God. Jeff and I are opposites, but spiritually, we're evenly yoked. We both place God in our relationship above all else. And so when I share with you some of the things I'm going to be sharing, just know that if I had to pick a number one, it would be that my spouse loved God as much as I did. And of course, that would be hard to, you know, record exactly, but it would have to be, you know, that he really loved God, and that was very important to me. So, you know, with God, all things are possible, but the concept that helped me become a better mate for my husband was understanding my husband's personality and that really went a long way to making our marriage work. You know, my husband's really laid back. Um, he's a sweetie, and he loves to spend time with me and the family. And until I learned about love languages, which I, I could do an entire show on, believe me, and may in the future, some of his personality traits, well, truthfully, drove me nuts. I need space. I'm a doer, and I like projects. I like keeping busy. I like to read. And I 
easily get bored. So one of the reasons I like to keep busy. And I was the type of person that thought stopping to smell the roses was a waste of time. So, you know, there's always so much more that you needed to be doing. And, you know, why do that? And I have found since that I have learned to stop and smell the roses. And one of the things that I have learned is compromise is one of the fibers of marriage. So if you've never heard of the five love languages, I'm going to share that with you. And it comes from a book written by Dr. Gary Chapman. So the first is uh, words of affirmation. The second is acts of service. The third is receiving gifts. Uh, The fourth is quality time. And the fifth is physical touch. So in the show notes, um, you'll find information about um, several of the books that Dr. Uh, Gary Chapman has written, as well as a website you can go to and take that uh, personality test to see um, where you fill in. Now, of course, all of us have overlapping areas, but there are some really strong things that will come to light. And for me, it was, you know, my love language is let me bake you some cookies, let me do something for you, you know, so it would be acts of service. Whereas my husband's love language is quality time, you know, spend time with me, just sit, just relax. And so what I found was that a big part of marriage is growing and changing. And I have to tell you, it took years to reach where we are today. You know, were there hard feelings? Yes. Uh, Were there misunderstandings? Yes. Uh, Do they still happen today? Yes. But we both learned to give and take. And, you know, while my husband's a quality time person and I'm a service person, we have learned to be understanding and giving of each other. You know, of course, um, some of the other traits, like I shared with you, um, are going to, you know, be part of, you know, what you like you know, like or not like, but there is usually one trait in particular that you will um, be more of. And that will help you not only to understand yourself, but to understand, you know, your, your spouse. And God puts couples together to refine and purify us into the person we are meant to be. Ladies, our husbands often have God-given wisdom. And husbands Wives know and understand you better than anyone else. And, you know, with that thought, you know, God has made us to be different enough and alike enough to enjoy those unique qualities. And we can either celebrate them or fight over them. And it can cause arguments or we can just praise God for our differences. And that's one of the sayings that my husband has. He always thanks God that we are different. So in the course of my growth and understanding that I could surprise my husband with a dinner out or just spend time sitting in our front yard by the pond in a bench that my son refinished for us for our anniversary, you know, I can bless him in that way. And he loves when I do that. And he blesses me back by understanding my projects, giving me time and space. And in writing my notes for this podcast, I asked, you know, my husband said, well, what are you talking about? And I told him about marriage and then I had asked some of the show hosts to give me their input that I could share with you today. And he offered advice. And so the first tip I'm going to do is give you and I'm going to quote him. And that is keep communicating 
and smooch them often. And that's a quote unquote, <laughs> that would be very typical of my husband. And um, when he first told me that, I just started laughing and I knew I couldn't say this without laughing. And uh, that is one of my husband's gifts. Um, he makes me laugh. And so it's difficult. To, it's always been difficult to stay angry with him because he just knows how to make me laugh. And then my points um, would go along, you know, with, with his and that I had already written down. So isn't it amazing how God works? And my main point is that um, advice I heard as a young bride, and that is don't go to bed angry. You know, and that's something that we both agreed upon before we got married, that we would never go to bed angry. And so we knew that, one, we had to agree to solve our issues, and two, we understood the resolution would be a compromise, and that is a compromise for both of us. And so, you know, that um, has really, really helped. And the second of um, the advice I'd like to give is, If you are a gift giver like me, and I'm happier giving than receiving, then A, don't expect anything in return, and B, it's equally as important as A, and that is accept gifts graciously, okay? So my husband went through a period of time of giving me very expensive gifts because one of our friends did this, and since his love language was giving and hers was receiving, it was a match made in heaven, okay? And I would always balk at the price, and I wanted to return the gift, which hurt my husband's feelings. So I soon learned, and we came to a compromise, that if I wanted to, I could exchange the gift for something similar. So I could go and take back what he purchased me and just get something a little bit cheaper so it wasn't so hard for me to accept. And it wasn't that we couldn't afford it. It was that I thought he was being overly extravagant. And I didn't need that for him to show me he loved me. So when we come back, I'll share some helpful tips on marriage from our show host. And we'll be right back. Are you looking for a Bible study for the entire family? Well, I created one after searching for months for a study that would encourage my family to have group discussions, teach life truth, as well as point to God as creator. So since I couldn't find one, I created one. Homeschooling with Proverbs. I didn't want to zoom through the book of Proverbs in one month, as some suggest. Instead, I wanted to savor and meditate on the words and have the entire family on the same page. If you want a Bible study written for the entire family with specific audios and activities from pre-K to adult, look no further. This set can be used studying one lesson per month or completed in nine months or sooner. The option is yours. In this set, you will find audios, printables, and when completed, you and your children will have a beautiful keepsake notebook. Visit homeschoolingwithproverbs.com for more information and begin studying the book of Proverbs. Allow God's word to speak to you. Hi and welcome back. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And we've been talking about marriage and some great tips to invigorate your marriage and make it the best that God wants it to be. Well, I asked some of the show hosts what they would like to share with all of you about marriage. And the first is Carol Topp. 
And Carol has the podcast Dollars and Cents Radio Show, dollarsandcentsshow.com. Well, Carol said one key to marriage success is to set aside time each day to catch up, even if it's just 10 minutes. A coworker gave me this advice over 20 years ago, and he was right. And she said her, she and her husband have just shared their 30th wedding anniversary this year. And I love this because I know that my husband loves when I drop everything and focus on him when he walks in the door. There's always a hug and a kiss, and I'm still excited to see him after all these years of marriage. And best of all, my kids see our interaction, and this small thing gives kids a sense of encouragement and security in a world that is often lacking in both of these things. And when they were younger, it was a group hug. And now as they are teens, they roll their eyes and say, really, mom, really, dad. But while they appear disgusted, they usually have a big smile on their face. And I think that that is such great advice that Carol Top shared with us. So visit Carol's show, Dollars and Cents show, and uh, you'll really enjoy that. Well, the next um, advice is from Hal and Melanie Young, and they have uh, their show is Making Biblical Family Life Practical. So Hal says, when God created marriage, the very first reason the Bible gives is companionship. It's not good that man should be alone, and that's in Genesis 2.18. And he says, we should make it our goal to make our mate our best friend as well as our spouse. And this takes time and commitment. But don't we know how to keep a friendship? Why not use that same relationship with our marriage? And their show, again, is Making Biblical Family Life Practical. And you can find it on the network. And And here's an easy way to find it. And that is halandmelanie.com forward slash radio. And they wrote a wonderful book on marriage, My Beloved and My Friend. How to be married to your best friend without changing spouses. And that website is mybelovedandmyfriend.com. Well, you know, I agree. Retaining a friendship takes time and commitment. And another great piece of advice that Helen Melanie, um, you know, is uh, have given, and that's in another book that they've written called Raising Real Men. Uh, they have a large family, uh, been married many years. And they um, do have an amazing friendship. I've been blessed to meet them, um, have meals with them, and just watch them interact. You know, and if you have a friendship, that really is going to sustain you and help you through the years. My husband is my best friend. And in my bio, um, I say I'm married to my best friend. He has always been there for me. and, And during a particularly hard medical crisis, I'm sorry. When um, when I sent him a text saying that the doctor wanted to draw more blood, he sent me a text back and said, don't worry, I'll make it all better. And truthfully, that meant so much more to me than anything he could have said. And he has always been there for me. He has been um, just a stabilizing force in my marriage. Well, another show host, um, Meredith Curtis, is another mom with a large family who has a show on this network specifically for teens, and that is the Finish Well radio show that she hosts um, with other uh, members 
of their family as well as um, other teens. And she's married to a pastor, uh, Pastor Mike, and she says the key to marriage success is to put Jesus first, serve him together, love him together, raise godly children, and change the world together. And every one of those had an exclamation point after it, which is so Meredith. And I have watched the the Curtis family for over 10 years. And um, I don't know if uh, any of you know this, but if you listen to Vintage Homeschool Moms, on the first Monday of every month, Meredith and I co-host a show together. And our friendship goes back to the time when I met her at uh, the Orlando uh, Homeschool Conference. And her daughters um, brought her over to meet me. I had given a talk on writing and publishing, and they were telling me how their mother should write some books. And she is now a prolific author, and I've come to know her, love her, and call her a dear friend. And I've shared um, heartaches with her as well as the joys like being at her daughter's wedding. Um, Meredith and Mike love the Lord, and their kids do as well. And if I had to select the one thing that sets their marriage apart, I'd say that it was their open and welcoming arms to everyone who comes into their home. And when you go to their home, you feel love. You, you feel the love of Jesus. Their home is a place of love, joy, and peace. And when while Meredith is instrumental in being the idea person, Mike is strong and steady, and he takes the time to just be there for everyone. One of my fondest memories of the family is when I was there for a conference, and Meredith offered to have me stay with them at their house so we could stay up and, and talk. And I was there, and, and there was just a ton of people at the house. Um, you know, they had been preparing for the conference, and then some of them were actually spending the night, and um, she has it very closely regulated. It, it's just a marvel to watch. Her organizational skills are amazing. And... Um, and so, you know, there was just people going in and out, going in the kitchen, and Mike was sitting there in his easy chair, and he had, you know, gotten his Bible, and it was sitting on his lap. And the next thing I know, I look over, and I'm talking to Meredith, and she's got this smile on her face. And I followed um, to where she was looking, and she's looking at her husband, who in the midst of all of this noise and chaos is dead asleep. You know, there he is with his Bible on his lap opened, and, you know, his feet is uh, his feet is up his feet are up on his recliner and um you know he's just relaxed and just at home in his own house even with all these people there and i just loved it because you know it just showed a man who is at peace in his home and um is just even though he was tired he didn't ask everyone to leave or to be quiet you know he just um has such a loving and compassionate heart and they both do Okay, so and another of our show hosts, uh, Kendra and Andy Fletcher, host Homeschooling IRL, and they share this piece of advice. Andy says, you know, we were given two pieces of advice um, when we were married, and the first was very simple, and that was outserve one another. If you make it your goal to serve your spouse, you will be in the right mindset. And the second piece of advice was silly. And I'm not going to share the second piece of advice for you because I'm too embarrassed to say it on the air. But Fletch did say, you know, you may not want to share this with your audience, but I did share it in one of our podcasts. So um, he also gave me the link to one of their podcasts on marriage. And so I'm going to share that with you. And that is ultimateradioshow.com forward slash what homeschooling does to marriage. 
And so if you go follow that, if you go to Homeschooling IRL um, on the website, you will find that link. So if you go to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.com, another way to find it is just find the little icon for Homeschooling IRL and click on that and scroll down for their podcast on marriage. And Kendra and Fletch, I also had the pleasure of meeting, and they are both amazing people. And um, at the time, I, I was introduced by a mutual friend, and I didn't really have a chance to get to know Fletch then, but I've gotten to know Kendra. We were at another conference together, and she is just an amazing, loving person who um, is just so caring. And I've gotten to know Fletch uh, during the year that we've hosted this podcast, and and uh, you know he is an amazing, amazing man. Um, he is a dentist, and one of the funniest pictures I think I've ever seen on Facebook is um, Fletch was in full regala. He was dressed as a pirate with a box of donuts in his dentist's office. <laughs> so I thought that was, you know, just so so Andy Fletcher now um, that I've gotten to know him a little bit better. That is so typical of him. So again, they too have an amazing, uh, wonderful, and large family, and you can find out more about them on uh, Homeschooling IRL. And so, you know, one of the things I, I want to say is, you know, um, that as far as their first piece of advice I shared earlier when discussing love languages that mine is to do special things for my spouse. So that was an easy one for me. But if you're that kind of person um, where it is difficult for you to serve your spouse with any of these things that I've shared with you today, the answer is simple, and that is ask God for help. You know, I want to really um, let you know that our God is a creator and author of marriage. He's the one who understands how we feel during those times of heartbreak and anger, and he can change hearts. And I want to end with this true story. Um, my brother-in-law worked very long hours in the mortgage industry and soon rose in the ranks as branch manager. While my sister-in-law, who happens to be one of my best friends, and she is um, the same age that I am, but she's uh, my husband's younger sister, um, and she, on the other hand, um, wanted him home earlier. You know, she wanted the typical banker's hours. And, you know, my sister-in-law homeschooled as I did. And so we had our first two, my first two children and her two children are the same age. So we did a lot of things together. And I remember her telling me that she tried many things to get him to come home early and nothing worked. And she kept praying to God to change his heart and to allow him to realize the error of his ways. And he, on the other hand, felt like, he had an obligation to his family, to his work, and, um, you know, he thought he was doing what God wanted him to do. Well, one day she shared that her problem had been solved, and I was so excited for her. I said, yay, he's coming home early. That's so great, so wonderful. And she shocked me by saying, no, he's not. She said, you see, in prayer, the Lord taught me that the person that needed to change was me, that I needed to change my heart and realize that while I thought he was missing out on the children's life and time with me, he, on the other hand, had a sense of obligation. So his love language, if you will, was giving, and he thought he was serving his family in the best way he could, while her love language was time, and she felt slighted. So whatever your thoughts about the situation, it, it taught me a lesson, and that is that God can change hearts, that your spouse, um, your spouse, 
spouse's heart will change or yours, whatever is best for your growth and closeness and relationship to him. Because, you know, so many times we want to put God in the box. We want that perfect spouse. We want that perfect relationship. We want the Cinderella story. You know, let's face it, ladies and guys, you want that princess who, you know, is going to love everything you do and just be so supportive. And, you know, God works through both of of us. He works through the, the husband as well as the wife. And I just know that he has amazing, amazing things in store for you and your marriage. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this presentation. And if you have, I encourage you to visit the other shows on the network. And please, if you listen to Vintage Homeschool Moms on iTunes, would you please give me a rating and leave me a comment? I would love that. That is one of the best things you can do other than praying for me and the other show hosts on this network. And I invite you to visit the show page at Vintage Homeschool Moms and look for this podcast, which is best marriage tips for the show notes and links to the items that I shared on this broadcast. Remember, Homeschooling with Proverbs Bible Study is today's featured product, as well as MediaAngels.com for curriculum and books. Well, thanks again, and I pray God's blessing upon you and your family. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.